Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. This week's going to look a little bit differently. So if you've been a regular listener here on this podcast, then it's going to change up a little bit. If you're listening in because you see a solo promo for the Jesus Everyday Podcast for this week specifically, we're excited and we hope that this week makes a difference in each and every one of your lives. Now, in this podcast, we have been journeying through the entirety of the scriptures, starting in Genesis, and we're hoping to end in Revelation over the next few years of really diving into seeing Jesus every day in the text. But this week, as we enter into Holy Week, the week before Easter, we wanted to take a pause, take a time out, and for Pastor Kevin and myself, Ethan Callison, uh, to, to reflect and look in the life of Jesus in this week specifically, and have a little bit of a conversation, some questions, and some, some dialogue through this week. So we hope that this week, as you recount, as you reflect on the life of Jesus in this Holy Week, and your preparation of celebrating the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and how that changes and transforms us personally as followers of Jesus, we hope that this week in this podcast makes an impact in your life to be changed and transformed by the power of living Jesus every day. Well, welcome back to the Jesus Everyday Podcast with uh, Pastor Kevin and myself. Today is Saturday. If you've been a regular listening listener here on the Jesus Everyday Podcast, we normally don't have episodes on Saturday and Sunday, but this uh, this week specifically, we are, and we hope that you benefit from this as you journey in this holy week. So today we're in Luke uh, verse chapter 23, verses 50 through 56. So if you have the reading plan there, there's a couple other questions. Really encourage you to just spend some time processing, uh, meditating uh, through that. But today, it's pretty silent. Not a whole lot's going on. Uh, Jesus is kind of in the tomb uh, as we look into that after his, his death from yesterday. Yeah, I think that when you think, um, you know, I don't, I've, I've taught on this passage a couple times as a pastor, but, you know, when you think about being um, this time, I always think about the, the, the disciples and what they must have felt like and how dark and hopeless it may have been. So just, um, you know, when you think about your life, Ethan, mm-hmm. in the dark times, how have you experienced the love of Christ? Mm. I mean, there's there's probably been, I would say, three very vivid times in my life uh, since I became a follower of Jesus where life just seemed really, really dark. And actually, the, the word I would use is I was just numb. Mm. Uh, one of them specifically was my, my sophomore year in high school. I'd been following Jesus for about two to three years now, depending on the timeline. And um, my dad had a massive heart attack. And then my uncle, who was like a second dad to me, um, was killed by a drunk driver in uh, in a motorcycle accident. And I remembered a a season of time, and it could have just been the grief that I was numb, but it just felt like more than the normal grief um, in that. And it was was, was probably about a year uh, of just complete and utter numbness, of not uh, feeling like I'm encountering God like I was hoping to. Uh, the the study experiencing God by Henry Blackaby had been influential in my life. It was like, God, I'm trying to see a burning bush, but I don't see smoke anywhere to even journey to see a burning <laughs> bush. Like, and, and I remember that was just like one specific season of darkness. Uh, another one was when I was in college. Um, it was just a season of time of struggling through like I would say 99.9% of young adults in that range struggling through decisions to make and all that where I sensed a, a season of numbness. Uh, and then the, the last most recent one um, was a couple years after Katie and I had got married and um, we had been unified in almost everything uh, where we may have disagreed, uh, but when it came down to like the 
the rubber hitting the road, we were unified. And in this season of our life, um, I had just returned back from Nepal on a mission trip. Um, and uh, so there's a little bit of jet lag there. And I remember there was this specific season of like, it seemed like very few things we were unified in. And there was more disunity rather than unity in our marriage. And I'm a very rhythmic guy and I like to get in my rhythms and stay in my rhythms. And I think God has designed not just me, but a lot of humanity for that. Um, but sometimes the rhythm can become the idol that is what you're achieving after rather than using the rhythm to accomplish what God has, has designed you for. And so I say that to say that my rhythms were off and um, I would, was not spending time in the word like I was desiring to. And I remember feeling just numbness and it was like, uh, a cloud was over me at all times. And I'm a pretty jolly old guy, um, mm -hmm. very happy-go-lucky uh, typically. And I remember like trying to put on that persona at times and just, but feeling like to the core of who I am, like it's not there. And I think there are times when we are to just be cheerful because we have a joy that's found in Christ that nothing can, can, can take it from us. But also see when we look at Paul's writings where he says like, I'm filled with anxiousness over the churches. Like, so there is this truth of like, there's the weight of we live in a broken world. And, but in that, what saw me through it wasn't anything that I did. Hmm. It wasn't anything that anyone said to me. It wasn't a message. It wasn't a worship song. It was the, the, the incarnation of Jesus that this foundation had been set in my life that just saw me through it. And there wasn't like a snap of the fingers and then bam, I'm out of it. It just was like this slow climb to where, all right, Christ, I'm open to what are you trying to reveal to me? What, I know that you're in this with me, and that's all that I need. And sometimes I think when we're when we're looking, you know, specifically here in, in, in Christ being put into the, the tomb, is this grief of, of death is, is evident. Death is real, and Jesus is in the tomb, and there's powerfulness when we look at the, There's this Joseph of Arimathea who, who buried and was part of this. But there's still this truth that Jesus is dead. Mm. It's still there. Yeah. And there's this aspect of like, we still live in a broken world and we, we just have to live in that. But this hope that tomorrow is coming and that's what sees us through it. Yeah. I, I was sitting here listening to you as you were thinking about, it, and I remember Romans five, you know, suffering produces endurance, mm -hmm. yep. endurance produces character. Mm -hmm. Um, and that ends up producing hope mm -hmm. of Christ. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so, but like you just said, he, he's still dead. And I think about the, I never really thought of this, but when you said about the rhythms, I thought about, you know, the disciples' rhythms. Mm -hmm. They would say, you pray, mm -hmm. you would go off to a place. They would go from town to town. Sometimes they were sent out. They saw miracle after miracle. And you just, I, for three years, mm. you're living with this man, <laughs> watching these amazing things. And now, yeah, that's very true. He's gone. Mm. Not, I mean, you know, you see Peter's going to go back to fishing and some other things like that, but, mm -hmm. you know, Easter is coming mm -hmm. and um, the sun will break. You know, they, uh, uh, you know, Joseph and Nicodemus brings like, uh, you know, like, uh, I think it's like 75, 50 pounds of uh, these spices, shroud, spices. And the shroud. And, and, and even the, the women return mm -hmm. to continue that. Mm -hmm. And uh, they find something so much more radically. They mm -hmm. don't find anything, actually. And so what, what excites you about Easter this year? Man, I think the, the exciting thing for Easter for me is the truth that never ends. Yeah. 
like it, it, it's the and even if you're reading in our in our show notes as you're flying through the reading plan is like Easter is not just a day. It's not just it's a way of life. And every day is a mini Easter. Every week's a mini Easter. And we as the church, you know, rhythmically in the life of our culture, we try to learn the culture to use the culture to reach the culture. So therefore, we're going to do things that we think is going to be able to reach people that are far and away from from Jesus. And uh, so when we look at our services, like, hey, that's an awesome, exciting time. But there's this excitement as well as like, we don't have to do anything other than proclaim the gospel, yeah. which we do every week. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not like we have to do this big show or so it's like, no, we just want to use things that the culture is, is already a part of. So having our, our seven services across all three of our campuses here in the Roanoke Valley, but even thinking uh, just the other day, uh, Kevin, a guy that we had trained in Nepal, um, he sent me a picture, 20, I think he's about 20, 20 to 22 years old, uh, moved uh, 120 miles away from his house where he's originally from to plant a church. But to put that culturally in the the country of Nepal, it would be like traveling to a completely different country. Like the people group that he's serving is not like himself. And um, they're going to be celebrating Easter. Mm. And it's that church's first Easter. It's our first Easter here in our new facility. It's the first Easter that a lot of these neighbors that we're in, that we're trying to love, will come and be a part of our services and such. And uh, it's going to be a new day for a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think about the baptisms that we're going to have. Mm-hmm. We'll get to see mm-hmm. those testimonies. And, and of course, that's something that we see every Sunday. And we, we invite you, if you're listening to this, and uh, today's Saturday, we have uh, one service today at our Salem campuses, and then all three of our campuses on Sunday, we're going to celebrate Easter together. And actually, we're going to have a podcast. So this is a great way on Sunday morning to wake up mm-hmm. and uh, just live the Easter story with us. And so thank you so much for joining us on the Jesus Everyday Podcast. We're going to finish Holy Week tomorrow on Easter. We'll see you tomorrow.